I'm Russ White at the Network Collective, and this is a Network Collective short take. In this short take, I'll be talking about recent proposed enhancements in link state routing protocols. Link state routing is called link state because each router or intermediate system, depending on the protocol you're dealing with, advertises the state of its links to all the other routers in the flooding domain. Based on this information, each router in the flooding domain can use a shortest path first or SPF algorithm, normally this is Dijkstra's SPF, to build a spanning tree. The spanning tree shows a loop-free path to each destination attached to the tree. A critical point to remember is that each router advertises the link cost from its own perspective. If you have two routers connected back to back, one might advertise the link between them with a cost of one, while the other might advertise the same link with a cost of two. The link cost is locally configured on each device and advertised independently by each device. But this presents a problem in controlling traffic flow to a local device. There is no way to control the way links are used towards the local device. If you want a particular device to receive no traffic on a particular link, setting the metric on that device for that link locally does not make any difference because the local metric is only used or is only used in the calculation of the shortest path to impact the way traffic is routed from the local device, never to that device. There are many situations, however, where you might want to stop traffic from coming inbound across a link. For instance, you might want to drain a link for maintenance, or you might have a situation where you are trying to reduce the amount of inbound traffic on a router that is having buffer overflows or other problems, or you may want to block elephant flows from coming into a particular device, that sort of thing. There are a pair of drafts that describe how to solve this problem. Each solution is set up for one of the two link state protocols. One is set up for IS to IS, the other is set up for OSPF. The first of these is draft IETF ISIS reverse metric. The second is draft Gatant LSR OSPF reverse metric. Both of these solve the problem in a similar way. They create a new neighbor signaling mechanism to tell the neighboring router what metric to use when advertising the link back to this local router. In OSPF, link local signaling is used. This is a set of extensions that were designed during the MAN-A days, mobile ad hoc networking, to allow the neighbor's neighbor's list to be advertised in OSPF. So there was an extension to the OSPF hello system that allowed random TLVs to be added to the end of an OSPF hello. In this case, the TLV that's being added is the cost of the link I want my neighbor to use when advertising the link back to me. In IS to IS, it's a bit simpler. Just a new TLV is added. So a router using one of these two techniques can signal the metric it would like its neighbor to set on their shared link. This allows a router to set its inbound metric on a link to infinity or any other metric. This allows the router to either stop traffic or reduce traffic flowing across that link towards itself. A second recently proposed enhancement, which is pretty interesting, is this concept of communities. BGP has had communities for many, many years. Since its inception, pretty much, it's outlined on the napkin where BGP was originally designed. These are used for many various reasons administratively. For instance, providers use this information to relate 
where a route originated in their network, whether the AS path should be prepended at the network edge, or whether the local preference should be set to something other than default. There's a lot of different reasons providers use these communities. EIGRP likewise has had administrative tags on all routes ever since its original implementation. These have traditionally been used to prevent redistribution routing loops, but they're also used to carry many different kinds of policies such as quality of service and other things. These tags were eventually extended to support the full range of communities, just like BGP, EDGRP, current EDGRP implementations, or at least some of them, will support a full range of BGP communities. IS to IS has likewise had a tag that can be carried along with a route. This is a simple TLV. It's not widely used, but sometimes it is very useful, particularly in redistribution. OSPF, on the other hand, has always had only one tag and it can only be attached to external routes. This tag was really only designed to prevent redistribution in routing loops, particularly as OSPF, like all link state protocols, does not have a lot of filtering options except for at flooding the main boundaries. Now this has kind of changed in recent years with the concept of um, TTZs uh, or other things where you can have areas within areas and hierarchical area situations. Draft AC LSR OSPF admin tags relies on newer TLV-based formatting that has been making its way into OSPF standards and implementations. These newer standards are described in RFC 8362. A Type 33, for instance, is an extended router LSA. It not only carries the router information, it also allows TLVs to be added to the LSA. So this draft defines a new TLV type that can be used in conjunction with any link, link description. This allows a series of 32-bit administrative tags to be added to a route or to a link. Finally, the handling of invalid LSPs in is to is has always been very ill-defined. Over the many years that ISIS has been built and run and implemented, there have been many specifications, and some of these have handled ISIS errors in the TLVs in different ways. In fact, some of them are even contradictory. Draft Ginsburg LSR ISIS Invalid TLV clarifies the various places where there are inconsistencies in invalid TLV handling in ISIS. It also changes some behaviors to make the handling of invalid TLVs consistent in different situations. Well, that's it for this time. Visit us at thenetworkcollective.com for more content that will help you build your cognitive and metacognitive skills as a network engineer. While you're there, check out our membership, which unlocks even more great content, as well as access to an awesome community of network engineers. And remember, you can always find me at rule11.tech. Thanks.